This is B2B Radio featuring Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus. Over the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, a nationally recognized leading business-to-business advisor, will present information that helps reduce risk, improve financial performance, and change your company's future. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, this program is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. So welcome back to BB Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, and... It is time for our monthly update from our resident financial advisor, Johnny Dawson. So welcome back to the show, Johnny. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Ken. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, first of all, let me give a quick shout out to our show sponsor, Capital Plus, uh, as you heard in the opening. Capital Plus helps businesses balance cash flow and access working capital via accounts receivable management and a variety of financing options. So thank you to them. Um, we've got some exciting news, and I don't want to cut off too much of Johnny's time here since he only comes on once a month, and we, we kind of hammer these out in one segment. But Mr. Dawson has recently acquired a business, so he is no longer with his former employer, which I will no longer mention. Uh, he is now part of the Dawson Sealy Group. Um, so before we run yeah. out of time, I want to mention that. So uh, on Facebook, you can find him at the Dawson Sealy Group, and uh, Sealy is S-E-E-L-E-Y. Um, or you can call them at 614-823-8660. Um, but exciting news, and congratulations, Johnny. Yeah, thanks, Ken. I appreciate it. Um, I mean, I had an opportunity to to partner with an advisor who's who's been in the business over 40 years, and then uh, now, we, now we have this team atmosphere, which is nice. We have another advisor, uh, Helen Cole, in, in the office with us, and she actually worked on Wall Street for over 20 years. Um, and she's been an advisor for 35. So we're adding some really good expertise to the team and, and just in a good situation to come in, partner with Warren, and uh, acquire the practice. And it's been a it's been a great adventure so far. So thank you for the shout-out. No, absolutely. And so uh, anyone who listens to the show regularly knows um, uh, my uh, resident attorney expert as well that's been on a couple of times, and he'll be on again soon, uh, Darren McNair. He knows Johnny as well, and so Darren and I—I I shouldn't mm-hmm. let the cat out of the bag—but we're still planning. We're, we're gonna we're gonna somehow christen your new office. We 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 haven't quite figured it out and how we're gonna get in there, but you just need to know it's gonna happen. So, uh, uh, well, I'll I'll know where the point of the fingers in. <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, so uh, congrats again on that. We've got uh, so we've got about s- six minutes here, so I want to make sure we we're able to get through our uh, our mar- our monthly uh, market update. So take it away, Johnny. Sure. Yeah. What what I wanted to talk about today with everybody, Ken, was you know now that we're through the holiday season, the, the, we're going to be approaching a new season, and that's called tax season, right? There's been a lot of a lot of tax news coming up, and uh, the deadline for 2017 tax year is going to be April 17th of 2018. Um, so I wanted to give some kind of some pointers, year end stuff that can even cross over into the new year that folks can do before that deadline. Uh, to really help lower their taxable income because, as I always say, the reason why it's called the IRS is if you put it together, it spells theirs, and uh, <laughs> we want to try to keep that from happening with our advice as possible. Um, so here's a few things that we can consider uh, when heading into tax season. One thing that I always tell folks is look at and know how much you're contributing to a 401k plan because if you're not maxing that out, which 2017 is going to be 18 grand. And if you're over 50, 24 grand, 
um, you you still have the ability to do that, and that's going to lower your taxable income pretty considerably. Um, so making sure if you do receive a bonus or something that, or if you're a business owner and you have a safe harbor self-owner 401k plan and, and you had a big receivable come in at the end of the year, you might want to consider uh, depositing a portion of that to lower your taxable income heading into 2018. Um, another thing that we can consider, obviously, is adding to IRA accounts. Um, the real estate market's been really good this past year, and I have several clients that are real estate agents, and they're 1099 income, so they're basically their own uh, employer. And what we've done is set up SEP IRAs, uh, which the maximum you can put in a SEP is up to 53000 or 25% of your income. So that's been a great way uh, for real estate agents uh, here locally to defer a lot of their income and not have that huge taxable income going into 2018. Um, if you're like me and you've got four sons, another <laughs> way to, to really help with taxes is contributing a 529 plan. Um, and that is a tax deduction if you use the Ohio State sponsored plan. So this is a another item that we're able to help out with and, and set this up to where we're deferring some income and getting a state tax deduction. And then especially if, if they're a self owner business, um, they can defer into a 401k plan or a SEP IRA. Um, so these are all great things that you can consider when going into the new year on lowering taxable income. Um, if you're more of the generous type, uh, you can always give the chair. Now's a good time to do that as it's the beginning of the year and you might have a few charities on your heart that you want to add to. Um, just make sure that you, those are tax deductible. Um, and then lastly, one of the tips I'll, I'll kind of leave you with is now is the ideal time to rebalance portfolios. I can't can't harp that enough with the with the market, you know, broaching the twenty four thousand mark and and people's got some pretty large gains, maybe look at a couple of the bad apples in the portfolio and use those to offset your taxable capital gains. Um, so that's a good way to offset those gains and make sure that you can carry carry this forward and meeting with a good CPA to discuss that strategy is always important. Um, but those are just a few tips. Ken, that I, that I came up with and looking at what can we be doing right now uh, before that tax season deadline gets you. No, I think they're great tips, and, and especially the one, um, you know, considering that the uh, vast majority of our listeners are virtually all of our listeners, I should say, are, are small business owners and in a lot of cases right. uh, pretty small businesses. So, um, you know, taking advantage of the, the, the SEP is, I think, is huge. As you mentioned, that could be a major reduction in taxes, um, you know, set up to fifty three thousand or or twenty five percent of your uh, your income for the year. You could you know shelter that from taxes. Um, it's a huge opportunity, and you're putting away for your retirement, which is obviously a good thing to do, and and paying yourself first, as they say. Um, and so right. I think that's that one is a huge one. And if you're in a company that's small enough to where you know you don't offer a four hundred one k or you don't have one for yourself. Um, you know, I think that that SEP IRA, IRA is a, a huge um, thing to take advantage of for sure. Yeah, and, it, and it's really, I mean, it's really comparable to the small business owner because you don't have the third-party administration fees that you normally have in a 401k plan or all the uh, different management costs that a 401k plan comes with. So it's really affordable uh, for small business owners to own and be able to control, you know, how much are they deferring into. They don't feel that they have to put in a match um, if they have a few employees. 
Uh, so the SEP IRA is a really good way for business owners to lower their taxable income and contribute to their retirement. Perfect. Perfect. Well, awesome update as always, Johnny. I really appreciate you coming on. Again, this is Johnny Dawson from the Dawson Sealy Group. Again, you can find them on Facebook, the Dawson Sealy Group, or you can give Johnny a call at 614-823-8660. As I always say, I don't bring just anyone on the show, so I highly recommend uh, Johnny. If you need to have any sort of financial advisor um, needs, give him a call, and if he can't help you, he will make sure he gets you to someone who can help you. So thanks again, Johnny, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Ken. Glad to be on, and I'll look forward to talking to you next month. Yep, absolutely. All right, well, we are up against a break. We're going to pay some bills here. Um, We'll come back, go through the Mr. Biz tip of the week, and then we will continue, um, finish up, actually, our topic on the the last show on the sales process with uh, Kevin Wentworth. So join us after the break. Are you tired of the recruiting and hiring Merrig around? There simply aren't enough trained diesel mechanics in Columbus. And guess what? It's only going to get worse. I'm Tim Spurlock, president of American Diesel Training Centers. In short, we find, vet, train, and place quality entry-level techs through an intensive 12-week hands-on experience. We've partnered with some of the best transportation companies in Columbus. We'd like to partner with you. Find out more at AmericanDieselCBus.com. That's AmericanDieselCBus.com. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solution subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com. Don't hesitate, because there are limited spots available. To submit questions to the show, email them to MrBiz at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. Welcome back to BB Radio with me, Mr. Biz. And we are going to shift gears, as I mentioned uh, at the last, uh, at the end of the last segment. Um, I'm going to give you the Mr. Biz tip. And the tip this week is a short and sweet one. Make sure that you review your pricing at least annually. Depending on how many moving parts you have in your business, you may want to do it uh, semi-annually, but at a at bare minimum, you need to make sure you're doing that annually. Uh, so now we're going to shift gears. We're going to go back into, this will be the final show for now, on the uh, sales process that we've been talking through with the sales guru himself, Kevin Wentworth, my brother. Um, and so we've been through uh, uh, five shows now, so this will be the sixth uh, show in the in the whole process, and we've been walking through the plane and we're still in the uh, in the nose of the plane, the tip of the plane, uh, the the brain as of the whole process, as as it were. And so we're going to go ahead and finish this up uh, during this show. So uh, again, welcome back, Kevin. I appreciate you coming back on the show. Happy to be back. I'm like a caged animal since we closed the last show. I'm like frothing at the mouth to jump back into this. So I'm I'm glad to be jumping back in. Well, th- that's good. I'm glad I'm glad to hear that as well. So so I, I don't want to keep this animal caged. So go ahead, fire away. So, so look, picking back up in prospecting, this is the, the part I, I thoroughly enjoy the most in being prepared and, and getting into calls. But listen to the fifth show, right? And, and if you remember, we were only going to do five shows, and the sixth show was going to be questions. But in feedback that we received, we reshaped these, as I mentioned, and as we mentioned through the show. So we wanted to spend a little more time on this. So go back, look at the last prospecting around mindset, understanding you're already good at sales, and learn how to control the controllables. We already into being prepared we started into doing your 
RPAs, your revenue producing activities during uh, sales hours and doing your prep work after hours. Big part of that, once again, is the foundation of this, knowing your audience, knowing your market, knowing your industry and knowing your competitors, especially if you segment your clients, uh, you can really narrow in and hone in on a certain mindset of exactly the type of calls you're going to have that day, whether it be on a phone or in person. Create value when you talk to those folks. Know your value proposition. I all the way through this, right? The background of your company. How are you different from your competitors? Why you? You have to be ready for those answers. And quite honestly, if someone doesn't ask you, you got to give it to them. Right. You got to tell them why you're the person for the job. Um, and you don't want it to sound, you know, like when you go and ask questions or a transfer conversation where you're the only one talking the whole time because those are not good sales calls. Mm -hmm. The idea is, is you want it to be an interactive conversation where you add value and you obviously, you know, through training and everything, learn how to guide those conversations where you need to go to find out the information you need and give them the information they need, which once again, most importantly, is why you, why create that value? The actual art of making a call, and I'll let you jump in after I get through this section, the actual art of making a call, once again, I, I focus at first on the telephone. First of all, know what you're selling. Sounds like a silly statement. So if you are calling clients or you're meeting with clients in person, what are you selling? Are you trying to sell an appointment? Because I'm, I don't know about you, but when someone calls me to get a roof on my house, I'm not going to tell them yes over the phone to <laughs> right. put a roof on my house. <laughs> right. I'm going to say yes to an appointment. So understand what you're selling. The end goal might be to get roofing clients, but the midterm goal is you're just selling an appointment. So understand that, and that's what you focus on, right? So really, you're, you have to talk about the value of the company. Time block. Make sure that you have time blocked out where nothing else, you're doing nothing else but making calls. You've done your prep work. You know who you're calling. You've got the list. You know your story cold. Close your door, right? Pull the shades on the windows. Clear your desk off and make calls. Uh, listening trick that I always tell people, especially on the phone, because too many times we don't actively listen. We listen to what, so, how, so we know what we should say next. To actively listen, just close your eyes and focus on every word. Closing your eyes sounds silly. I'm telling you, it works. Give it a shot. If you're in person, I've been busted doing this numerous times, stare at someone's mouth. <laughs> and the people will look at you like you're crazy when they bust you. And, and you can tell them. You know, it's, it's an active listening thing I do, so I'm focused on what you're saying and not what I want to say. Mm -hmm. I think people appreciate that. Also, voicemails are extremely uh, important. I know that a lot of people want to like snail mail. They got away from snail mail, got onto social media. Snail mail is making a comeback because no one does it anymore. The same thing with voicemails. If you have an impactful voicemail, people will listen to it, right? I don't know about you. If I get a random number that calls my phone and leaves a voicemail, I listen to it at least the first five seconds. Mm -hmm. So you've got five to 10 seconds to add value to get someone to listen to that. So, and there are workshops for that too. Workshops to, to write better emails, workshops to leave better voicemails. So seek those out. They're very inexpensive. Uh, I'll pause there and see what you have in terms of comments around that. Yeah, no, I, I, voicemails are important. And I, I'll tell you, I know this is one of the things I've worked on personally is I'm, I'm bad at voicemails because I am too long-winded. Um, I leave two-minute-long voicemails, which is not the way to go. Um, to your point, you need to get to the point. You, you've got approximately five seconds to get someone's attention. And then even beyond that, if you have their attention, think about it. People are just too busy, uh, number one, too busy, 
And in today's uh, day and age, today's society, everyone's got, uh, you know, attention deficit disorder, it seems, because we're used to having things so quickly at our fingertips. Um, And so uh, the voicemail, again, it's got to grab their attention within the first five seconds so they don't immediately delete it. Um, And then beyond that, you know, what I've read and heard, and frankly, I think what works with me um, when I get phone calls like you'd mentioned, or voicemails like you mentioned, is keep it under 20 seconds in total. Um, tell them to get something to grab their attention, tell them what, you know, give them a little bit of a teaser, give them your number or your email or however you want them to contact you. And that's it. Zip it. Um, and again, I'm bad at it. So I'm, I'm working constantly to get better at that because, um, oftentimes playing phone tag with someone, I feel like I have to leave the whole dang story on their voicemail, which is not, not necessarily effective. And, and the reason here's a telltale sign you can tell it's not effective. I'll, someone will call me back and they'll go, yeah, I started listening to your voicemail and I just called you. Which I read to say, I was tired of listening to you yammer on forever, so just tell me, you know? Exactly. No, I, I agree 100%. One, one trick that I'll tell you in practicing those voicemails, and even your pitch, record yourself. Yeah. Record yourself. Yeah. Uh, if you're on the phone, get up and walk around or stand up. People tend to be more animated and get into their conversations more. Uh, but, but that's tough if you're closing your eyes trying to listen. So, warning, <laughs> be careful. But the idea is... Um, Record yourself and see what you sound like. Uh, you'd be surprised sometimes. No one generally likes the way they, their voice sounds, but listen to the message. Listen to your voice. Do you sound monotone? Is it boring? Uh, once again, you've got, you know, I worked in a job where I sat behind a desk for long periods of time selling appointments, uh, essentially is what I, what I, the way I looked at it. And I learned a lot about, you know, just your voice and, and how it sounds and things like that. Um, so with that, we'll move into a big topic, and in doing enough of these shows, I know we're probably going to get cut off in the middle of this, so I'm looking forward to the last segment, wrapping this up and kind of summarizing it, but uh, closing, once again, this is something that we can do 10 different shows on. There's so many different things to consider, uh, body language and your questions and their answers and what's the next question, and you know, it's, it's almost like a tree where if they say this, you say that, which I think is good. There's a scientific way to do this. And I think studying that and understanding it, but knowing it well enough that you can adjust on the fly. If you try to stick to a script, even with a sales call when closing, you'll come off very, it won't be genuine. Right. And you don't want to be that person. I've never been that, that sly, silver tongued sales guy with the slick back hair in the corner of the room. <laughs> That's just not my style. Um, you don't you have know, enough hair for that anyway. To, this is true. I don't have enough hair. <laughs> but the idea is people want to do business that they can relate to and that they know and like. So yeah. keep that in mind. And I always tell people. Just yeah, hold on. Hold on. We, hold, hold that thought. we got to go ahead and run the break here and we'll, we'll pick that back up. Do you need to dive into online marketing but don't know where to start? Maybe you need an expert to help design your website. Or maybe you just need to drive more traffic to your website. Our Biz Marketing is here to help. Our customized local service specializes in digital lead generation. Our Biz Marketing, where our business is marketing your business online. Go to rbizmarketing.com. That's rbizmarketing.com. rbizmarketing.com. That's rbizmarketing.com. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solution subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at info at 
Don't hesitate because there are limited spots available. Follow Mr. Biz on social media at Mr. Biz Tweets on Twitter and Ken Mr. Biz Wentworth on LinkedIn. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. Welcome back to B2B Radio with me, Mr. Biz. Uh, again, you're listening to B2B Radio, uh, brought to you by Capital Plus. Capital Plus unlock, helps unlock your business's capital and unleash your business's potential. So check them out uh, on the web at cpifunding.com, or you can call them at 855-522-3951. All right, so closing. Let's, let's, let's get into this. We've got about a little less than nine minutes here, and I know it's a big topic, so let's, let's get into closing. All right, so you got to think about with closing, what's the worst thing that could happen? You put all this prep time in, you jump into the meeting, you get the appointment, and nothing comes of it. No decision. That's the worst thing that could happen. If they tell you no, you can ask why. At least you've got somewhere to go. But the people that say maybe or let me think about it, if you push too hard, you definitely lose the sale. So that's what you want to avoid, right? So you've got to learn how to get to a point where you can ask for the business because, by the way, I always say you don't get what you don't ask for. I know I think one of the sayings that you use is you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Mm-hmm. Um, my big thing is if you don't ask for the business, people – you're probably going to miss out on, I would say, 50% of the possible opportunities. Because if you ask someone and they say no, then you could simply ask a very non-confrontational um, question like, oh, did I miss something? Right? It's your fault. You're blaming it on yourself. Did I miss something? Because th- th- you just want to know why they're saying no. There's a variety of things uh, you can do. If you put it back on the client, right? So let me ask you a question. You know, it seems like I'm on par, I'm on pace with exactly what you're looking for. Price seems to be in the right neighborhood. If you were in my shoes, what would be the next step? So I have them tell you, have them tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's important to get their feedback. And it's a great way to check in with the client because a lot of times when we close, we're summarizing everything. We do a lot of talking and not a lot of listening. And it's important for the client to have a voice if something is by so one of the details are off, or maybe they've got something they want to add, or maybe another question. If you give them the floor, it's much easier for them to do that. And then when summarizing, I can't say enough that you set expectations. Um, what's the next step? What are the time frames? Uh, obviously, you're going to do this if you have a quote system, which if you're giving quotes on a handshake, please stop doing that. It's going to lead to nothing but problems for you and the client. You have nothing to go back on if they change their mind or say that you heard something differently. Please write things down on a piece of paper, even if it's just a piece of paper you both sign with details on it. Um, but, you know, I say be organized and have that. Um, I'll let kind of you, you comment on any closing things. And then I've got a couple of business building opportunities that I wanted to discuss and then kind of wrap things up. But on closing, you know, is there anything you'd like to add? Yeah, no. So, I, you know, I think – I think people get nervous about closing and they don't want to seem like the, as you, as you mentioned that uh, during the last segment, the, the slick back hair guy in the, in the corner with a bunch of cheesy cliches. Um, but if you've done some of the things that we've talked about during this whole series of shows, the closing is actually easy. It's just a conversation because if you've done it, uh, done the process effectively, it's an easy conversation. So if you've asked open-ended questions in the beginning about, you know, uh, in an ideal world, is there anything you would change about, you know, the product or the company or whatever that you're using right now, right? Your competitor, who you might be replacing. Um, what caused you to agree to, to meet with me today? 
Um, how can I help? If there's anything in your business that was keeping you up at night, one of my favorites, what would it be? If you've asked those questions, guess what? This closing, if you look at closing as a test, they've given you the answers of the test. It's an open book test. If you've asked questions like that, and to your point, Kevin, allowed them to expound on it, because people want to tell you about that. You know, They want to tell you, yeah, well, let me tell you why you're here. Because I have A, B, and C problems. I heard you're good at those things. And the person who's doing it for me now, or maybe they don't have anyone doing it for them now, stinks at it, right? And so you can easily listen very actively, as you mentioned before, and differentiate yourself from them and show how you provide value versus what they have now or whatever. Um, so, I, you know, again, it's, it's, it's asking those right questions and then listening effectively. And then I think that makes the close process uh, very easy. No, and I'll just throw one more thing on closing. We'll jump right into business building opportunities or learning opportunities for the business to really differentiate yourself. I like yes and no clarifying questions when closing. Now, let me clarify. I don't mean asking 15 questions, reviewing what you said before. Hey, give me a yes or no on these. That's not what I mean. You know, if I'm understanding you correctly and you run down the list, like, like you just said, you know, mm-hmm. hey, this gentleman or this person's not doing what you need me to do. You focus on me for these things. So if I'm understanding right, these three things are the most important to you, correct? That question alone, people will expound on and, and they'll rehash what they said and you'll get them more involved in the conversation. So anyway, clarifying questions, yes or no in closing, love them. Just mm-hmm. no interrogation. Learning opportunity. Working with businesses, but personally, uh, my business, in addition to other businesses, uh, I think that I read a book on this. And I, forgive me, I can't remember the title. I should have had this ready for you. I guess email Mr. Biz if you want the title of the book or reach out to him on Twitter and I'll get him the information. But it was on the lost sale. Not last, I said lost, L-O-S-T, on the lost sale. Why didn't you get the business? All of the work you put into a meeting, you didn't get the business. It is a great idea and you learn a lot. Because I always say you learn more about yourself, not by people telling you what you're good at, but by finding out what you're not good at. So being able to go back to a, a prospect that you did not win business and ask them why you didn't win the business. Maybe someone was cheaper. Ask to look at their work. Hey, do you mind if I take a look? Because I want to be up on my competitors. I always say, uh, you know, as an effort to get better at, at what I do and to make my business better, I ask these types of questions. It takes down the wall of the prospect having to be defensive and you having to ask a million questions. They'll be way more open to say, hey, because no one does this. No one goes back and say, hey, I'm really sorry I didn't meet your expectations. I'd love to learn why, um, yeah, especially if it was a big deal to you that you thought you had it in the bag. Go back to them. It could have been one thing. It could have been something silly. It could have been something as silly as price. Mm-hmm. And you can say, hey, just for me to be competitive, do you mind if I take a look and understand maybe he's using different materials? You know, I'd love to understand in, in detail why I didn't get the job. Um, so that's one uh, I think is extremely, extremely important. The second thing, um, before, before we kind of summarize and jump in, is ask for referrals. It's yep. the silliest thing in the world that no one does. Once again, you don't get what you don't ask for. Right. If you don't ask for the business, you're not going to get it. And if you don't ask for them to refer you to your friends, you're crazy. Because think about it. The hardest thing to get is a client. If you do your job and you wow that prospect, which is now a client, they would not have any reason to not refer your name or shout it from the highest mountaintop when someone brings up the topic of filling the name of your company. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, you know, so my thing is ask for the referrals, go back to your previous clients. And this is a great, I say ask for referrals is a great business building opportunity. 
But I say go back to your clients, your previous clients, after six months and say, hey, you know, I want to check in and make sure the work is satisfactory. Um, a thank you email. Ask them for testimonials. Ask if you can help anyone that they know. Cross-sell to other jobs that you have. Um, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, a so, realtor friend uh, of mine, and you know him too, uh, Michael Bean. I mean, he one of the things he says, and it's in his email signature, is the greatest compliment you can give me is to refer me to your friends. Yep. And and and, and, going, and, and the other thing, I, as, as far as asking for referrals, is one of my favorite quotes of all time, Steve Jobs. If you don't ask, the answer is always no. There you go. So I agree wholeheartedly. Well, I'll run through real quick in summary. I'll let you add your comments in here. And I, once again, I want to thank you for being on the show. Thank the listeners for listening to the shows. You know, email and, and, and reach out to Mr. Biz with any questions. I'll help in any way that I can. But please listen to the whole series again. I'll tell you real quick. Structure and discipline is most important in business. The military's got it right. Don't reinvent the wheel. Try to create the same, a repeatable process. It's the same every time. Your clients get the same experience and it's easier for you to manage. Control the controllables. Be prepared. Actively listen. Ask for the business. Make sure you set appropriate expectations. And last and most importantly, dare to be different. That's be a per- yourself. perfect wrap on the, on the entire sales series. So thanks again, Kevin, for being on. Thanks for the listeners. Have a great week, guys. And don't forget, cash flow is king. This has been B2B Radio with your host, Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus. Capital Plus is your trusted resource for commercial financing and accounts receivable management. They've been providing working capital to businesses nationally for 25 years. Learn more about them at cpifunding.com or to schedule a free consultation, call 855-522-3951.